What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The fact that it's right next door to us, I think is just like, just such a such a blessing, and, and, and I feel like really most most gringos still just don't know how amazing Mexico is and it's just right there it's our neighbor it's so accessible and it's it's amazing welcome to jump podcast i'm your host traveling jackie and i'm here to explore travel adventure and lifestyle in ways meant to motivate you to move and get out and see the world let this show be a source of travel advice and inspiration but remember that in the end it's you who takes the leap everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. If you're listening to this in real time or close to it, we are in the end of December, 2019. 2020 is just around the corner. So first of all, happy holidays to you. And second of all, I do believe this will be the last episode of this year. So um, today I have a couple things to share with you. And we've got one of our favorite guests to catch up with. Mr. Ford Quarterman is back. You may recognize his name from a handful of previous episodes from over the years now. He's been living off and on in Mexico and doing some amazing things lately. So we're going to get to hear about that. And I have a bit of an announcement about the show that I'm going to share with you at the end. So you'll want to stick around to hear what's going on there. But the first announcement... Guys, hang tight for just a sec. I'm going to talk about my women's adventure retreats for just a minute with a quick update. I've been getting some questions about 2020 and now I have some answers. So I've decided to move our women's retreat this year. Ecuador has served us so well and we will probably go back there again someday. But for 2020, we are going to try something new. We are going to a place I've been wanting to take this retreat, Italy specifically Tuscany, and even more specifically to the island of Elba, which is where I spent a week last year and was completely blown away by my experience there. So I am so excited to be creating this new itinerary for my ladies out there who want to join me for an adventurous week in a villa on an island in Tuscany. There will be pizza, wine, stars, goat farms, you know, Italy things. (laughs) And there will also be horseback riding, e-mountain biking, and an Italian cooking class, among other activities and surprises because I love surprises. And of course, there will be daily group sessions led by me around identifying tools and finding courage and momentum for taking big leaps in life. And to be completely honest, I believe that these women's adventure retreats are arguably the most powerful of all the things that I do with my work. And I say arguably because I also know the power of this podcast to change lives, which is completely humbling, but there's something about getting together in person that can never be matched through radio waves. And these retreat experiences truly are amazing. And I cannot wait to be hosting one in Italy. And that's going to be in May of 2020. So Make sure you're signed up to get trip updates. You can easily find that sign up at jumpexperiences.com. And the page for that trip, once it's live, 
will be found at jumpexperiences.com as well. I hope to have that retreat announced and ready for signups very soon. And I cannot wait to meet some of you ladies in Italy next May. Uh, More questions about group trips. I think you guys know this, but I still get the question if all of my trips are just for women and no, they are not. Only the women's retreats are reserved for the ladies. The rest are for everyone. Uh, We are going to Croatia next September for a bike and boat cruise. And as of publishing, that trip is just about full. So I hope you're already signed up if you want to go to that. And I always get questions about Patagonia as well. And yes, it is my plan to do another Patagonia trip next year, most likely in November, but that is TBD. So to everyone who is interested in any of that, if you are signed up to receive trip updates at jumpexperiences.com, you are in the right place to be the first to find out about news and updates and announcements for any of my group trips. And you can always check that page as well to see what is current and upcoming. So that is the update there. Let's give a a grateful shout out to our last sponsor of 2019. And then we'll get Ford on here to share with us about what he's been up to and how he's navigating his new life in and out of Mexico. This episode is supported by World Packers. World Packers is a community of over 1 million travelers and hosts collaborating together to make travel more accessible to those seeking a profound cultural experience. It is a work in exchange for a room opportunity that values environmentalism, authenticity, growth, and working together above all else and makes a great effort to provide the best and safest volunteering experience possible. You can volunteer a few hours a day in exchange for free accommodation all over the world. With verified hosts in over 170 countries, you can use World Packers to find opportunities with eco projects, hostels, NGOs, communities, and all kinds of interesting things. You can read reviews of the projects from other travelers as well. It's a great way to enjoy real cultural exchange while making an impact in the destinations you visit. I can attest to that. I've traveled like this before. And of course, it's also a great way to help you save a lot of money. It does cost $49 per year to be a member, which gives you access to communicating with hosts and you get verified as a traveler. But they're offering a $20 discount just for Jump listeners. So go to travelingjackie.com slash worldpackers and the discount will already be applied there. Or if you find yourself on the World Packers page another way, just use promo code JUMP and save $20 when you become a member. Either way works and you'll be opened to a world of opportunities. So check that out because you never know where you might end up. Ford Quarterman. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. It's always a pleasure to have hey. you. And uh, it's, it's been a, a while. It's a pleasure to be back. Yeah. Yes. How have you been? How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. I'm actually back in the United States right now for the holiday season with my roommates. And when I say roommates, I mean my father and my mother. Um, and your dog. And my dog and my 13, my dog's 13 little chocolate chunk puppies. We just, we just had a litter of puppies and it's, yeah, it's a full house. My brother has just taken off to Australia, but uh, we are here in Georgia, the rest of the fam. I'm doing all right. How about you? You're stateside, right? I am. Yeah. I'm in Montana. Thanks for asking. I am here and I'm actually done traveling for the year, which is kind of funny to say, cause it's actually the mid middle of December, but 
whatever. I'm enjoying the fact that I'm done traveling for the year and I'm home and um, I don't have any real big plans for the holidays, but I will be here playing hockey and skiing and doing winter in Montana things. And that feels really good. It actually feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel good to come back and in, in the holiday season, the end of the year is a great time just to not have anything planned other than yeah, just holiday activities and hanging out with friends and family, especially when you live kind of like a nomadic lifestyle like we do. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is this year is actually going to be the first Christmas in I think five years for me that I will be with family and that I don't know what to think about that. Like it used to be normal, but I have a different normal now. And now I'm like, what does this mean? Like, am I going to ski on Christmas? Are we going to do a family thing? Like, what does that even look like anymore? Cause so much has changed, you know, but right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. And I can't even, I mean, you're in Montana, like we're in the same country right now, but Kinda not really. I'm in Georgia. <laughs> you're in Montana. We're like two, three thousand miles away from each other. It's gotta be covered in snow already. Where is it there's snow on the ground? Oh yeah. Ice. Snow yeah. and ice. So yeah. do you like have to shovel your little driveway out like every day? No. Uh but when it snows, yeah, we do. I mean Yeah. Yeah. So it's the snow may stick once Mm. or once a year, maybe twice if we're lucky down here in Georgia. And if it does, it's like, you wouldn't even call it snow. Oh, It's like step on it and the snow's gone. Mm. Snow. Sometimes it'll be like three to six inches. It will be, and everyone will freak out and they'll call it the snow apocalypse and they'll cancel all the schools and (laughs) everyone will, the zombies will come out and everyone will crank up the generators and you know, yeah. Pray that Y2K isn't coming, even though it's Y2K19. It's just how we are down here in Georgia, you know? Man, that's like a Tuesday for us in Montana. <laughs> so normal. Exactly. exactly. But no, we get the kind of snow that once it once it falls, it stays all season. It doesn't melt away because it's so cold that it just doesn't have an opportunity to melt. So you just get these snow berms just piling up at the corners of all the parking lots and like the streets. And you basically just try not to slip and break yourself as you're walking on the sidewalks. And yeah, that's like normal here. Like we won't see the dry ground again until like June. June. <laughs> yeah, right. Are you serious? May, I mean, yo, I'm I'm so serious. Like wow. that's Montana. Yeah. It's we have the such long winters here. This is also, I mean, okay, we're kind of on a tangent already. I knew this was gonna happen yeah. to us before, but I just have yeah. to say it, it because of the the fact that I've been traveling for like it was like four years. I didn't have a winter. And I, it was like endless summer. And so this year, I mean, I know that I decided to come home and like sign up for winter again. And I, I actually had a really amazing winter last year. And then summer came and summer left so fast that I'm like, I'm almost like shaking. I'm like, wait a second. Wait, wait a second. I just went from four years of pretty much summer. If, if I wanted it, you know, I went and found it. And now I had two months then I went traveling and I'm back and it's winter and it's going to be winter for the next like eight months. You know, <laughs> it's like that was not long enough. So we'll see. We'll see how I fare on this second round of 
winter, but I've already been skiing a bunch and playing ice hockey and it's, it's fun. It's just like, wow, it's, it seems really soon. Like, I feel like I just put my skis away and they're already back out and that's just Montana. So it's that's crazy. To, you know? Yeah. That's just Montana or it is. as some of us down here in Georgia like to call it Montucky. <laughs> Montucky. <laughs> It's just uh, Montucky. I like to call it north of the wall. It's just like always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, it's like unfathom, uh, unfathomable for me because like I, I, like I said, it when it snows down here, it's like on the ground for like a day or two, and six you can still months, see color. Like, forget about it. That's what I miss yeah. is color. Like everything at one point just turns white. Everything's white. Everything is white. The the snow, the sky, the ground, the people, the food, like everything is just white. <laughs> the people. Seriously. I'm like, the okay, people. it's time to get out of the bubble, you know, but yeah, that's why mostly... we, we do plan trips out. That's so. right. That's right. I, I, something tells me you won't be there no. for those eight months. No. So, but enjoy it right now. Yeah. Enjoy it right now. Get exactly. some, get some, some exactly. fresh pow pow sashes in. Yeah. I'm working on it. Um, cool. so back to. <laughs> Back to you. What have you been up to? I mean, I know you said you're in Georgia right now, which I, I just, we haven't even caught up. And I love being able to do this in front of other people because they've been following you as well, you know? And I mean, the, I just looked it up actually before we got on this call. And the first time that you came on the podcast was two and a half years ago. That's crazy. I know. I know. Yeah. And and I mean, not just to say so much has happened since then, obviously, but our paths have crossed. Like you've been back on the show. I don't know how many times now. And so I think this is the fourth time because one time we did it with Los Gringos TV, right? Mm -hmm. Los Gringos yeah. TV. So I guess, yeah, was that, was that, is this just four? I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. I think this is the third, like just one-on-one -on -one you and I yeah. time. Uh, yeah. and then fourth time total. Cause we had a group that other time. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Look how time flies. I know. And that reminds me, Jackie, actually I bumped into someone randomly. They actually just came up out of the crowd when I was in Coyoacan, Mexico city. It was on Mexico, Mexico's independence day, which is the 15th and 16th of September. And this person just came up and out of the crowd and said, you're Ford Quarterman, right? And I said, yeah. And she said, I totally found out about you through Jackie's podcast, traveling Jackie's podcast. Ah. And I, and I want you to know that I'm here in Mexico right now because you two inspired me to get out and go for it. And, uh, oh, I thought that was super awesome. I wish I could remember her name. I actually told her to write me on uh, Instagram, but I don't think she ever did. I may, maybe I missed the message, but isn't that so cool when you just bump into people in real life? It's especially cool when I bump into people in real life that have, have found me through your podcast, you know? So I appreciate you letting me come back on and, you know, bump into more people in real life. Oh, uh, that's so awesome. Maybe if she is out there and is listening, she can reconnect. Yeah. She give a shout out, give a shout to us. Cause that's super cool and good for her yeah, for she... doing it. And yeah, man, mm -hmm. the stuff matters. It's so cool. Yeah. So shout out to that, that girl, that nameless girl, but yeah, I, but shout out to Jackie's follower who came up and said, Hey to me in Coyoacan, Mexico on September 15th, Ooh. 2019, and whoever you are. Yeah. And you guys always say hi, like just do it. 
always say hi. I've had people come back and email me after and be like, oh, were, were you at this place at this time? And I was like, yes. <laughs> like, why didn't you say hi? You know, like, don't don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Come say hi. We're nice people. We don't bite. Yeah. Totally. That's what makes it all worth it. You know what I mean? It's cool to have these relationships, these digital relationships and connect on the internet and all that. But, you know, come on now. There's still real life is still way more important. (laughs) So please come say, Hey, yeah. Yeah. This is Mm -hmm. what's so cool is the first time I talked to you, you were, I think like halfway maybe down. um, About, yeah, I was in Colombia. I was in uh, Colombia. Uh, and driving down the Pan American Highway, driving my truck from the United States yeah. all the way to Patagonia, you know, mm-hmm. the bottom, the bottom of the map. And uh, we got in touch when I was in Colombia. I convinced you on the podcast to come meet up with me. It, it's forever just, just written and stuff. Or it, it's it's recorded. It's evidence out there for everyone. Everyone go watch and you can just see how just phenomenal of a salesman I am. <laughs> I, I sold you. I closed you on that podcast to come meet up with me farther down the line for a little stretch that of the of the Pan American Highway yeah. that at that time was unknown to you and was just mm-hmm. so alluring and, and mysterious yeah. called La Carretera Austral, La the Austral Highway. Austral. That's yeah. right. That's right. Not to and... not to knock your skills, but the product kind of sells itself too. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Like I'm definitely giving myself way too much credit. Like no. all I gotta do, like even if someone doesn't even know what that is or speak Spanish, I can just say La Carretera Austral. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna be like, I don't know what that is, but I want it. Mm-hmm. It just sounds sexy. Sign me up. And, Where are we uh, going? Yeah. But then, but then you, you obviously knew what it was. Say, so yeah, you're, it wasn't hard to sell you at all. So we later met up, we did it. It was every bit as amazing as we thought it would be. It's a stretch of about 800 miles of partially paved, partially unpaved highway in Patagonian Chile. That is just some of the most amazing nature and landscapes you'll ever see. Yeah. Um, that was when you and I met in real life and became friends and almost killed each other. If we're being (laughs) living out of a car for three weeks and camping and cooking our own food and shivering and yeah. And, uh, but that was what solidified our friendship forever. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, and then I think we did another podcast kind of like recapping my trip down the Pan American highway where I finally made it to the bottom and you know, the end of the world and sold my truck. And now here we are again, Right. Here a couple of years again. later, a year yeah. and a half later. I don't know when the last time we got on the podcast was. I actually have the list. I'm going to say it because in case anybody hasn't heard those yet, the first one was episode 81. That was from July of 17. Um, wow. And then we got back on in 88 and 89. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Apparently we did two there. And then we did with Los Gringos, we did two different ones 107 and 108 so technically how many is that this is going to be your sixth episode oh yeah just because we talked for so long you broke them up (laughs) oh yeah i know yeah so let's let's try try not not to to do do that that today (laughs) which i don't think we're we're doing well so far because i don't literally are like 15 minutes in and we haven't even like got to anything yet so i'm gonna shut up now okay well um anyway that was a really good recap i think and so if you guys want to hear more about the story forward story really go back and start at 
um, what did I say? 81. I think I'm now I'm yeah. already forgetting. Yeah, 81, 81 is the first one. Um, super interesting and getting to follow him down. You used to be under the handle of where's the gringo. And though you're still kind of using that, you're now, um, Ford Quarterman on online, right? On Instagram and everything. Yeah, that's right. I switched it about just a little over a year ago Yeah. from, you know, where's the gringo to just Ford Quarterman and then kind of like my, which is my name. And then my slogan is where's the gringo. So, right. okay, great. So if you guys want to find him on Instagram, that's where he is. Um, and Facebook, I think too. And YouTube. So uh, here. And Tinder. Oh, well. sorry. Just kidding. Not anymore. <laughs> that was like, that was like 2017. Shameless plug. Um, that was like, so last week for you, right? Um, (laughs) so let's just have a Ford recap. Like what have you been up to since we last talked? Cause the last time it was focused mostly on those gringos, like those gringos, it's weird to say it like that. And, um, and what you guys are up to collectively, but you have been living in Mexico, correct? Yeah. So basically just to try to compact this as much as possible. I met those Los Gringos guy. It's actually pretty, wow. It's actually pretty crazy now that I think about it. I met two guys from the, what, you know, the group that we later formed that we call Los Gringos TV. I met them in Bucaramanga, Colombia, the same exact time, the same, the same week that we did our first podcast because that's where we did our first mm-hmm. podcast in Bucaramanga, Colombia. Look, it's all coming around. Mm-hmm. It's all coming around 360 degrees. And that was the first time I met two other Anglo-Saxon, you know, white boy gringos, like people from the United States that really, really loved Latino culture, really loved Latin America, had been there for years and spoke the language. Um and really cared about it. And we're just, you know, it wasn't a show and it was like bromance. I was like, I love you guys. Hmm. And anyways, we kind of, you know, kept in touch. And then they told, they're like, you don't know about these other guys. And they introduced me to a couple other guys who had already kind of blown up on YouTube. We formed the group. Um, and they told at that particular time, yeah, I was just, where's the gringo? Just like my Instagram handle traveling down the Pan American highway. And then I finished And I went back to Mexico to help my buddy from college launch his business there. And I was working it and it was a good gig, a good opportunity, but I just wasn't passionate about it. I think my travels ruined me. You know how that is when you travel for so long, you just like, you can't go, you can't do anything you're not passionate about anymore. Um, And in the background, this group with the other gringos was forming and and, and they all kind of represented a a specific country. They, They all love Latin America uh, countries like all over the continent, but they have one country that they really love that they really live in and they make content about. And they asked me, they were, Oh dude, you could do what we do. What's your favorite country? And I was like, it's, you know, kind of sounds unoriginal, but it's Mexico. Um, and they're like, we'll make a video about why you love it so much in Spanish, you know, make it good and it will go viral. And I was like, ah, I don't know. You know, I, I don't, I got this gig I'm working in Mexico. I kind of don't like how addicted I am to technology already, blah, blah, blah. But then as time went on, I wasn't passionate about it. And the group kept forming and they're like, dude, are you in or you out? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, let me give this a shot. And I made that video just over a year ago. It's called Por Que Mexico Explicado Por Un Gringo, Why Mexico Explained by a Gringo. And it just blew up. And it really gave me no choice in the matter 
like I was like, well, I guess I got to take this serious now because it, it, it went so viral that it was just like all of this, you know, all of this positive interactions, all these positive messages, obviously like all these followers like hitting, hit, you know, piling up and people wanting more. But, but the main thing is not like just like an, you know, I, I hate the term influencer cause I feel like there's so many people that just get lost and what that means and just do it for the numbers and do it for, you know, causes or th- their influence, they're influencing and in things that I feel like are not important. But when a bunch of people just started messaging me and making me realize that, that I don't know, like that the message that, that I'm pushing here, like is really like helping people. It's really kind of like inspiring, you know, or it's, it's really, it's making a lot of people feel, feel proud of where they're from, where the narrative kind of in the mainstream media has been taking away from, it's been kind of denigrating to where they're from. And I'm speaking specifically about immigrants and in, in, in Mexico. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me try to try to wrap this up because I'm going off on another tangent, but, but basically it made me realize that my message was a worthwhile message. That's what I'm trying to, trying to say. And it made me realize that people really identified with it and they wanted more. And basically since in this past year, I've, so I quit that job and I've basically been focusing on making, you know, I don't discriminate um, from other countries in Latin America, but I've been making a lot of Mexican specific content and focusing on the relationship between the United States and Mexico, how we interact, how we don't understand each, you know, bad stereotypes we may have, mm-hmm. breaking those, showing how great the Mexican people are um, and showing how much potential we have as neighbors and countries to, to really grow together and, and, and start to appreciate each other more. And, uh, yeah, it's been a crazy ride this past year. I love it so much. I got chills at least once when you were talking about that, just cause I, I so, there's a reason I keep bringing you back on. There's a reason I invited Los Gringos TV like to come on this show. And it's because I believe in it too, you know? And when you approached me originally and we're just like, I have this opportunity I could do this. And I'm like, Ford, go do it. You know, like, and I don't say that lightly. And you totally, I remember I called you in a supermarket one day (laughs) and I was in Mexico city and I was like, Jackie, like, I feel like I'm on the cusp of something. I'm Mm -hmm. a little scared to do it. I don't, everyone has self doubt, right? Oh yeah. Especially when you have other opportunities. Do I choose this opportunity? Which opportunity is the right opportunity? I feel like all of us young millennials, it's like we're all struggling with this, like these existential like questions, like, am I on the right path? Am I doing what I need to do? Am I where I need to be? You look around at your peers, blah, blah, blah. And that's a normal feeling. And, and I called you and, and I said, I don't know, do you think I can do this? And I really appreciate what you told me. I mean, you I talked to a few people about it, not a lot, a handful of people. You were one of the people that I reached out to about it. And you were one of the people who were instrumental in really giving me the encouragement and the positive feedback to do it. So I really appreciate, I really appreciate that, Jackie. You totally pushed me. You said, do it. You got this. Like you can do this. You got like, this is all you, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's true. 
Um, and you can see it in, in your videos, you know, the passion that you bring. Also, I have to say the shamelessness that you bring to the camera is hilarious. Like it's, it's engaging and you guys have got to, you guys have got to follow forward. Um, and because of your message and I want, you mess you, you mentioned just in the last like five minutes, your message so many times. Do you have that in like an elevator pitch? Like what is your message? Okay. Um, well, my message is that, well, it, it basically is kind of, it's basically the kind of the same thing that it has been ever since I started. Where's the gringo? When I started my travels down the Pan American highway, it's like, come join me like in my travels come learn Spanish with me. And, and likewise with Latinos that follow me, come learn English. Cause I try to make a lot of bilingual content come with me. Let's show like the amazing parts of some of these countries South of the border that are amongst the most demonized in the world. Let's show how they really are. Let's show how, how rich their culture and their food and their traditions really are. I want to show you how they really accept people who are different from them and and basically show that America is a continent and not just one country. And I just think that, you know, that starts with the United States and Mexico. There's just a very, very complicated history between us. I mean, we basically took half of the territory of Mexico, almost all of the entire West Coast and a lot of Western states were Mexico. And then they were just rezoned overnight. And ever since then, a bunch of Mexicans just woke up and they're like, Ah, pues supongo que soy un gringo. Or like, I, I guess Ooh. like they wake up one day and they're like, I guess I'm a, an American citizen now. You know what I mean? And ever since then, it's just been a very, very complicated, convoluted journey that our two countries have been on. And, and you know, I I just, you know, un, unfortunately, there's a, and I don't want to mention any names or get too political, but there's still a lot of people that view Mexicans and Latino citizens as inferior or second class citizens or they're not deserving of being here or they just come to take advantage of our system, et cetera, et cetera, where in actuality, both of our countries enrich each other quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I, I just hope that my channels can be like a punto de intercambio, just like a place of free flowing ideas where people from different backgrounds can come and interact and understand each other better. Yeah. I love that. So what, let's talk a little bit more about that. What is the real Mexico? The real Mexico is, I mean, to put it simply, one of the best countries, if not the best country in the world. And the reason I say that <clears throat> is because, I mean, I haven't been everywhere in the world. Uh, I've, I've been to quite a few places, maybe like 50 or 60 countries. And most continents. I think every continent except for Oceania. Um, but I've been enough places to realize when a place is special and, 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 and every place is special. Every place has its something to offer and has its charm. Um, it has something to learn from, but not every place has the total package. And Mexico is really a place that, that has the total package when you're talking about in terms of diversity of nature and, and landscapes, um, history, just a rich, rich history with the ancient civilizations that were there. Uh, amazing food, amazing drinks. I mean, that kind of sounds petty, but not every country produces alcohol that's worth drinking. Mexico has multiple 
um, liquors and amazing beer and all types of cocktails and concoctions. It has amazing people. The people are just really, just really, really friendly. Just give you their shirt off of their back. Some of the most humble, hardworking and ingenuous, sorry, not ingenuous. That's the wrong word. I meant, um, genuine, uh, genuine, but what's the word I'm looking for? What, how do you say ingenio mexicano in English? I'm confused, confusing my English and Spanish here. I think it would be, um, they're just, they're very innovative people, very innovative problem solving people. And, and, uh, and just the culture. I mean, you are really, really hard pressed to find a country that has such a rich, identifiable culture. When you say the word Mexico, you get an image. It pops into your head immediately. You think of you, maybe you think of Frida Kahlo, or maybe you think of like the mariachi band playing, or maybe you think of, you know, a a Mexican cowboy with a sombrero, like, you know, on a, on a burro, (laughs) they're all stereotypes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but when you have something that arrive like you're like Mexico and you get an image that pops into your head immediately that's special and most countries don't have that and I'm not going to mention countries because I don't want to talk you know call out any countries and directly contrast them with Mexico and say Mexico's better but if you were to take the majority of the 200 or so countries around the con- around the the nation sorry around the world and say like w- you have a hard time imagining what it's like there or what those people are like, or, you know what I'm saying? What is their culture? There's only a handful of cultures and national identities as strongly formed as Mexico's, maybe Japan, you know, you think of the samurais and, you know, like sushi and Mount Fuji or Egypt, you think of the pyramids and, and, and camels. And and, um, these are blatant generalizations, of course, but for the average American, and I'm sorry for all the gringos, people from the United States watching, we're not the best at geography and about knowledge of other countries. That's changing, but we're still not the best. Most of people in the United States could not mention anything about other country. Like, okay, when you think of Italy, you think of pizza or maybe like, you know, the the leaning tower of Pisa and France. You think of a guy with a mustache like painting like a, on a canvas in front of the Eiffel Tower. These are all images that immediately pop into your head. These are all countries that have internationally known cultures and and a national image. But the majority of countries, probably like 170 to 80 of them, you just don't know what it what it is. But anyways, Mexico is one of them. And I guess I'll just be quiet right now. And the fact that it's right next door to us, I think, is just like just such a such a blessing and and. And I feel like really most most gringos still just don't know how amazing Mexico is. And it's just right there. It's our neighbor. It's so accessible and it's it's amazing. I have to agree. I mean, there are and there are so there's Mexico's so big. I think it's way bigger than people realize. It's a really big country. I mean, just to get from one side to the other, how long did you spend just in Mexico? Like six months? The first time? Um, no, the first time I probably spent like a year, year and a okay. half. When I was in my car, like my truck yeah. driving, yes, I spent the entire, <clears throat> excuse me, I spent the entire six months 
that they give you with your vehicular oh, yeah. per- permission, with your tourist visa driving from one border to the next. So yeah, like I've been maybe in Mexico like a total of like three years now, Okay. but just kind of like on and off, you know what I mean? But you're right. Yeah. It is one of the biggest countries in the world. I think it's like the 12th or 13th biggest country in the world. And that's the other thing. It still is a developing country, okay? So when you have the combination of a developing country with such a rich history and culture that is so physically big, like landmass, that means you have like an element of mystery and adventure and magic that you can find in certain corners, like unknown corners of the country that you just can't find in other places. Like it's like, where can you just stumble through the jungle and stumble upon a pyramid that no, like no one, people know about like the locals, they know about it, but no one cares Mm -hmm. because it's just another pyramid. Like there's just like, I've just, I've literally driven through towns in rural Mexico off the beaten path. No one knows, no tourists have ever heard of this place. And then it's just like a taco, you know, a taco shop, a taco shop and a gas station. And then right next to the gas station is a pyramid, (laughs) you know, And, and it's, and it's not like Chichen Itza or it's not like, you know, like one of the big excavated pyramids, but it's like a pretty decently big, impressive pyramid. And the only thing drawing attention to it is some rusty sign that the government put in in the 90s that you can't even read it because it's so sun bleached and rusty. But it's just like, it's just another pyramid in Mexico. Whereas in most countries, it would be a massive deal. So I don't know. It's I really love the element of adventure and and magic that Mexico still offers. And that's why there's a, a dicho, like a saying, Mexico, Mexico, like Mexico, m- Mexico. magical Mexico. Two things on that. First, the and those pyramids are only the ones we can see because there are still so, so, so many that are buried, which is yeah. mind blowing just kind of in itself. And there's so totally. much history there. Um, and the other thing I was going to say is you, the word magic is, is super cool. And it's very special in Mexico because they have pueblos magicos that really, and then that means like magic village, like magic town. Yes. Yes. And there's like 128 of them or something. Is that right? I think there could be the last I heard is there's 111. And then I also heard that there's more. Okay. Because they're kind of like increasing them every year. I don't know when they're going to cap that, but, but yeah. That Mm -hmm. is such a special thing though. So those Pueblos Magicos, like, I don't know about you Ford, but I've been to a few of them and I, it's like, before I even realized that they were the Pueblo Magico, there's something about it. You can just feel. And I, I say this because Loretto is one of them. And I used to live there. I mean, I lived there for a couple of months uh, a few years ago now. And, um, I remember the first time I went there, which was before I decided to live there for a little bit. And I don't even know what it was. I hadn't even seen the town, but as soon as I got there, I was like, yes, like this place, like it just had an air about it. And when I lived there for a couple of months, I absolutely loved it. I mean, it was a hard time in my life. And so, um, there I, and, and, the, and most of the people there were not my age. And so it's not like I, I don't know, had like a great social calendar or whatever, but I loved the town, like the village and yeah. the people and like the landscape. It was like alive. And yeah. I've only, I've heard stories about other, other 
Pueblos Mágicos as well. And I mean, if you don't know where to go in Mexico, maybe choose one of those. Maybe choose a Pueblo Mágico <laughs> to start. Um, no, and, you're, and, you're totally right. Yeah. And go off the beaten path too. Um, because yep. there are so many of them. And the ones that are, I think, probably the the most, the hardest to get to are probably the most magical for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the it, They're surreal. And mm. you actually just, you, you mentioned, you mentioned something that I forgot to mention in my little list of why I think Mexico is so great is just the architecture. And I can tell you firsthand, cause I drove my, my truck all the way down. I, I'm a big fan of architecture. I really love colonial architecture and in Mexico, <clears throat> I haven't, you know, done the official study or math on this, but I can just kind of eyeball it. Mexico has m maybe almost as many beautiful, just beautifully like well-preserved colonial cities and towns across its country as the majority of the rest of Latin America combined. Mm. Like I don't, I don't, you can't quote me on that. And that's probably not true. It, like, but what I'm saying is, is hands down, it has more than any other country and hands down, it has more than the rest of all of Central America and quite a few South American countries combined. And I know that, like, I know that because I've driven all over and I, when I get to those little towns, I stop because mm -hmm. I love them mm -hmm. and I take pictures mm -hmm. and there's just countless, countless of them in Mexico. And you reminded me, Jackie, I, I recently heard on my, on my last trip to Mexico about this quote, this Salvador Dali, Dali quote, um, you know, the famous surrealist painter. And I looked it up and this is such a cool quote to me. <clears throat> when he made a short visit to Mexico, the, this is on record, he, a quote from me. He said, there is no way I'm going back to Mexico. I can't stand to be in a country that is more surrealist than my paintings. Isn't that a cool quote? Yeah. That's such an awesome quote. Ooh. And it's like, that's how, that's how it is. Like Mexico is, there's so many places that mm -hmm. are out of a, a surrealist painting. Mm -hmm. It's, it's cool. It's, it's great. Oh. We can talk about something besides Mexico though, if you want. No, I, <laughs> I can talk all special. day about Mexico. I know. And actually that's, that's why you're here though. So no worries there. Um, so, but where in Mexico do you choose to make your home? Because I know you've been like all over Mexico, but where are you living there? Yeah, well, this is, a, once again, this is a very transitional period in my life. You know all about that, Jackie. And I don't have, uh, I, so, 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 yeah. So what I'm doing, kind of my plan is like, kind of like half on, half off, half the time in Mexico, half the time back in the United States or half the time traveling around Latin America, half the time back home, recharging the batteries. And I when let's just put it this way. When I go back to Mexico here in about a month, a month and a half, I'm going to rent an apartment in Mexico city for probably five to six months. And I'm really going to give this online like influencer, YouTuber, content creator deal. I'm going to really give it a real shot. I'm really going to focus on it 100% and really just try to take it to the next level. Uh, and I'm going to do that in Mexico city because for multiple reasons, Mexico city is the center of everything that is that it's the center of showbiz, this, all the connections, the businesses, everyone else, um, making content, 
it's it's really like the Los Angeles of Latin America. So 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 much art and music and acting, et cetera, et cetera. But also because it is in the smack dab middle of the country and it is just the perfect jump off location to get to any corner in Mexico within an hour, hour and a half in a $50 flight. So that is, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a huge benefit. I mean, Mexico city is an amazing city as well. I could talk about all the amazing culture and, and uniqueness of that city too, which by the way, it is rapidly becoming a world-class city. It's already a world-class city. Mexico city is so underrated, but it is a massive, massive chaotic city. And you know me, I like nature and and stuff. So I, I mean, I gotta, if I'm going to live in a place like that, I gotta be escaping all the time Mm -hmm. for my own sanity. So that is another reason why I'm for that very reason, I'm choosing Mexico city because it is just a little $50, $40 jumper flight to wherever I want to go. That being said, I do actually have a little place and I don't want to say exactly where it is, but because I don't want it. I don't want a lot of people to go there. Mm. Um, gotcha. and it is Secrets. so small. It is so small that you can just like bump into people there all the time. But there is a little spot in Oaxaca, the state of Oaxaca, that is my favorite spot. And I always go back to it and I will have a long, long relationship with that place. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. but that being said all over the place, I love, I, every time I go back to Mexico, I try to travel to more of it because like I said, I've been there for three years and seen so much of it, but I still haven't even seen more than half of the country. Mm-hmm. So every time I go back, I try to go and explore a little bit more. Love it. I want to come visit. <laughs> you should. We'll Ooh, eat some tacos. Chapter three. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll make that happen in the next whatever six months that you're going to be there. That would be so cool. Maybe we can. You totally should. I would love to take you to this little place that I'm talking about that shall forever remain nameless mm-hmm. on your podcast. Got it. So we can go there and not create any content and not tell anyone about it. I'd love to love to do that. I'd love to share that secret with you. Cool. I would love yeah. to do it. Uh, maybe we should make it or, happen on record. Or, on record. Is am I selling you again? Well, I mean, it's happened before. <laughs> we should ke- we should cap it this time at like a week though, so we don't, you know, <laughs> spend so too we much don't time kill each together. Other. <laughs> so we don't kill each other. Yeah. yeah. Or or we could go back to our favorite little mutual place that's off the beaten path that you and I have been to, which is the La Huasteca Potosina. La Huasteca Potosina. Mm. I was, I thought about that so many times during this conversation. Yeah. San Luis and uh, San Luis Potosí. The, yeah. That's like in the puro, the heart of Mexico, like the middle. It's like in the smack dab. It's like, yeah. it's north of Mexico City. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like in the middle and it's just like this little oh, slice of heaven. It's like yeah. crazy. I mean, you're talking about surrealism. You're talking about tacos. You're talking about nature. I'm like this that place has it all and it's yeah like who has heard of that no no yeah. one ever it's like exactly what is this place exactly. doing here it's amazing Anyways, and we've that's... talked about it actually on a previous episode but mm-hmm. just to, to kind of wrap up this topic about how amazing mexico is and and how surreal it is if all of y'all listeners 
Google image a place called the Castle of Edward James. Mm -hmm. Just do that. Edward yeah. James. Is it El Castillo de Edward I, James? No, what I is, think it's El Jardín. I think it's a garden. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. The, the garden. Hanging Gardens? Is it the Hanging Gardens of Ed Edward James? Um, I'm One of these ways, that. you guys are going to get there. If you Google surreal Edward James, Mexico, um, holy goodness. Yeah. Like, my Yeah, drop. I think it's... <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just Google image Edward James, Mexico or just the garden of Edward James. And yeah, tell me if that isn't surrealism mm -hmm. manifested in a, in Google image in, result in and real then, life. Yeah. Yeah. That's a crazy place. Super cool. And surrounded by, uh, you can go canyoning, spelunking, like river mm -hmm. rafting, hiking, climbing, all of the things in this region. Oh. And you can eat oh, yeah. 50 cent tacos or maybe they're 25 cent tacos with like the most amazing homemade tortilla and like your beers, 75 cents. And I don't know. It's yeah. But like we said, we could go on. So. Yeah. That, that little, hmm. that little, little slice of Mexico is like Costa Rica in terms of like ecotourism and jungle and rivers and, and mm -hmm. swimming holes and, and, yeah. and caves and all that but for like a quarter of the price and way better food and way more culture. So yeah, check mm, that out. Check it out. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, I think this is probably a good place to wrap up um, since you've told us what your plans are and there might be a to be continued here anyway. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but thank you. No, seriously, Ford. Um, I, I really do believe in what you're doing and I love that you have a voice that's being amplified because this is important stuff that needs to get out there. And I'm very happy to play any part in it, to be able to share you with people because you are so dynamic and you're so passionate. And I really, really respect what you're doing with Mexico. And, um, so thank you for sharing with us and for being here again. Um, and just for keeping going, for pursuing it, for doing it. Cause I know that it's scary to try something that doesn't have a stable ground, you know, and to push forward on your own into this industry of working online and, and being in the spotlight and all the scary parts and all the rewarding parts and all the really sucky parts. And so I just, I appreciate that you're doing it and you have such a worthy cause. Um, so yeah. On behalf of well, who I think I might be representing, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you right back at you because you, like I said, were definitely instrumental in, in you know, encouraging me to do it. You know, I learned a lot from you. You have been doing this for years and you're an example to many, many people. Everyone listening will agree with me that you're an, an example of chasing your dreams and choosing a non-traditional route in creating your own system. So thank you right back at you because you did that to me originally through just being a passive listener in your podcast and then having me on even more and then meeting in real life and then continuing to having me back on and to that phone call, that mm -hmm. fateful phone call when I called you in Mexico city and wasn't sure about it even then. So thank you right back at you. And, um, it's my pleasure to, to be a kind of a ambassador and a spokesman for, 
a country and a region of, of the world and a people group that are very discriminated and underappreciated. And, you know, because I don't come from that region because I'm not from there. I just hope that I hope that people who normally wouldn't be open to hearing my message um, from, you know, like some, like from someone from that region, I hope they'll be open to hearing it from me because it's, it's, it's always a little more powerful when someone who is, is, is talking highly about something that they are not, you know what I mean? If I'm like, if you're in Montana, you know, and you're like, Oh, Montana's great. Montana's great. Uh, you should come to Montana. Like the fact that you're from Montana, but I'm not, I, I know you're not, but that's why it makes it so that. special. Honestly, I'm with you on yeah, this. Yeah, that like, was a bad that was actually a bad no, example. No, it's a perfect because you're example. An example. Yeah. Yeah, it's a perfect example because you're like, look how great Montana is and you're from California and the fact that you uprooted and moved to Montana and you're just singing the praises of Montana, well, there's a lot of people that it doesn't mean your opinion's more important, but there's a lot of people that would be like, "Wow, look how great Montana must be if she did that." And that's all I hope to do with my channels is I'm not saying my opinion is more important than anyone else's. Of course it's not. But the fact that I've kind of just uprooted my life and and gone down there and, and lived that and I speak highly about it. Well, I feel like some people hopefully will hear it that normally wouldn't be. And the only reason I do is because they first changed my life. I'm only just reflecting the love, you know, and acceptance and greatness of the Latino people because they first, they, they showed it to me and I feel, I feel inspired to do it and I feel inspired to give back to them. Mm-hmm. And that's it there too. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast and sorry for talking so long. <laughs> I want to, I want to talk more about your life, you know, and maybe after we hang up, I'll ask you some questions because <laughs> I feel like this has just been a one, a one-sided convo and you and I need to catch up, Yeah. but I appreciate you digging into what's yeah. been going on with me a little bit lately and It's always a pleasure to be on your podcast, Jackie. And it's always a pleasure to have you. You're always welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And um, yeah, best of luck with your move back to Mexico. We'll follow along. I'll (laughs) see you there. All right. Sounds good. Well, that was awesome. It's always so fun for me to get to catch up with people this way. And I really hope that you guys enjoy it too. Just as a reminder, you can find Ford and follow his adventures on Instagram at Ford Quarterman and on youtube.com slash Ford Quarterman. That's Ford like the car, quarter like the coin, and man like a man. Ford Quarterman. Uh, It's been really cool to see him stepping into this new role as a YouTuber and presenting such a worthy cause in a really light and fun and hilarious way. I do encourage you guys to check him out if you're not already following him. So I said earlier that I have an announcement about the show. So here that is for you. Uh, Yes, this is the last episode of 2019. And in 2020, I'm going to do things a little bit differently. There will still be a show, but it will be on a different timeline. And that might best be defined as my personal inspiration timeline. So all I want to do today is prepare you to not expect a show every two weeks on the dot going forward. I'm going to do my best to give you my best because I'm inspired to, not because I'm trying to stick to a timeline. Can you guys get on board with that? I hope so. So yeah, that is it for now. 
that's it for 2019. Thank you again so much for being here, for supporting me and this show, for showing up to travel with me, for saying hi on Instagram. If you haven't yet, please do. You can find me at Traveling Jackie. I hope to see you guys there and on more of my group trips in 2020. So until next year, safe travels, everybody, and cheers from Montana. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.